Welcome back. I am Virginia Herbers, the Director of Mission Formation in the Office of Mission and Identity, and I am pleased to have with us today Caitlin Stan from Pius Library, who serves as the University Archivist. So welcome, Caitlin. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm delighted to be here. Yeah, and you are coming to us actually from a little bit of a distance. We are, as we're recording this, we're moving into Thanksgiving break. So our our listeners won't be hearing it probably until the start of December, but thank you for taking the time today to have this conversation. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. It's um, Mission is such an important part of SLU, and so it's nice to have these conversations about such an, you know, such an important part of SLU and to be included in them. Oh, Oh my gosh. Well, you're you're doing all the hard work for me. So thank you for that. So give us a little bit of background on yourself. You know, how long have you been at SLU? What got you here? Um, and then eventually, if you can, what your role is. Sure. So I came to SLU um, as archivist in January of 2020, right before COVID, okay. which was um, an interesting time to move to a new city where I didn't know anyone. Um but um, I had before that had been working as a librarian at an Episcopal seminary in Manhattan and was looking to use more of my archives experience than I was there. And so um, I was actually really attracted specifically to SLU because um, I had taken a class at that seminary on Ignatian spirituality. And oh. yeah, I had really gotten a lot out of it. Um, and was kind of looking to come to a Jesuit institution. So um, I was really attracted to that. And so I saw the job come up and I thought, oh, this is, you know, it kind of felt like, oh, this is my job. <laughs> wow. This is what I've been looking for. So um, I uh, I came to SLU for that. that I actually, I, it, it's, it's a funny thing. Um, yeah, I think that's a perfect example of what we call serendipitous. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? There's so many things about that. Um, it's funny. Um, my favorite artist is this woman named Hildreth Meyer. Okay. I don't know if you've ever heard of Hildreth, but um, she actually is the one who designed most of the mosaics in the Basilica oh. um, in St. Louis. Oh. And wow. I, yeah, I know it's this woman. You never really hear anything about it. And there's actually a, a museum exhibit at the, at the basement of the Basilica. And it actually yes. doesn't really talk about her at all, which is very interesting. Um, and I remember being a kid, like being a teenager and in, there had been a traveling exhibit of, you know, mo many of her works. And I remember thinking to myself, one day I'll get to go to St. Louis and see the Basilica. And now I live here. Oh my gosh. And then I come to SLU and come to find out that we actually have the Raveno Mosaic Company records. And I get to touch all of the things that she designed. <laughs> Oh my goodness. How about so there, that? Isn't that amazing? So there's so many things where just, it really, sometimes things slot into your life and it's like, I didn't even know I could expect this or want this. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. That's a great story. Yeah. I, I came to SLU for my interview and I was kind of thinking to myself, oh, I don't know if, you know, I was, you know, from New York and living in New York and I wasn't exactly expecting to be moving to the Midwest. I had done my library school at the University of Illinois and kind of thought, oh, I'm done with the Midwest. That's I'm moving on from that. And um, kind of felt called to come back and, and try here. And I remember that the day I was leaving, I, I couldn't, you know, obviously didn't know I was going to be getting the job or, or anything like that. But um, I, I went into the chapel the, the day I was leaving and it was empty. And I remember just sitting there and feeling so peaceful and thinking to myself, 
oh yeah, I think if, if they offered it to me, I think this is where I need to go. So, so wow. just, so just very funny, you know, that, that Ignatian idea of, you know, um, following where you're feeling most peaceful and, 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 and all of those. Kind of, yeah. It was a very funny way to end up at SLU. Wow. So from the very beginning, you were kind of immersed in the Ignatian identity and mission. <laughs> yes. Yes. I didn't realize it, but it was, uh, yeah. it was good, good training for, for coming to SLU. Wow. So I, know, I know you've spoken to, to John Wade, our, our archivist emeritus on this podcast. And, um, it, you know, it's such a, co- a great collection that he has, uh, developed and created over, over decades. So it's, um, it's an amazing place to be someone interested in Ignatian spirituality, but also someone who's a librarian and someone interested in, in our archival collections. Yeah. History. Yeah. There's, there's so many masters, you know, that have gone before us. Yes. Yes. And right. so many are attached to this university where right. it's, you know, um, unique in that way. Right. Wow. So what have been some of the um, hidden treasures that you've discovered along the way since you've oh, been? Oh, there's so, there's so many, Virginia. <laughs> um, one of the things that I love archives is that there are so many things that serve different purposes and so many needs. So um, there's things that I can say, these are the hidden, tre- you know, these are the treasures that we have mm-hmm. just on the the base level of this would be attractive to everyone, but there's so many things that can be used in so many ways. So if we're talking about a newspaper, you know, if you're interested in graphic design and I'm interested in, you know, marketing, we can both take different things away from that. So um, it's exciting to me to see how we match up these different things to, to different people, but there's so many notable things that we've got. So I would say one thing that's kind of new to our collection is we have a beautiful collection of sketches and paintings done by Florence Pretz. She's the woman who created the Billiken oh. in the early 1900s. Yeah. So we've got early versions and early interpretations of the Billiken. Right. Which um, is very cool. They were very cute little fairies. Like they're adorable looking. So it's um, a really lovely collection from wow. a female artist. And that's really wonderful. We have also fairly new, a great collection of historic newspapers that were donated by Tim and Jeannie Drone, who I know work regularly with SLUMA, okay. um, the art museum. Um, many of their paintings actually are on a current exhibit right now on landscape. So if people are listening, you know, in 2022, or early 2023, there's a wonderful new exhibit uh, at SLUMA on landscapes. So the collection that we have from historic newspapers covers the mid 1500s all the way up to today in the US and Europe. I know it's, it's, um, wow. I know it's really surprising. It, we've got the first announcement of George Washington's death. We oh have, my gosh. I know it's, I mean, it's amazing. And it's amazing to give them to, especially to our undergraduate students and say, look, you can hold this, you know, this is, and this is ours. We all own this. We, we share in this. So um, that's very special. We've got lots of cool, um, don't always get to bring them out, but a lot of medical devices and medical equipment from, from the school of medicine. Oh. Um, I know. Yeah. Just all these historic tools and things. And you think, Oh, I'm glad I'm, I'm, I go to the doctor now. I'm glad I was I'm not gonna going to say, to I'm not sure I would like seeing those. <laughs> I like to see them from a, okay, well, that's, it looks old and it looks, you know, that, that did a lot. Um, 
something that I just pulled out for someone. We have um, Dr. Doisy, his um, Edward Doisy, his Nobel Prize. The prize is on display at the School of Medicine, uh-huh. but his certificate for isolating vitamin K we have in the library. And it's enormous and on vellum and beautifully decorated. So wow. those are just a couple things that we have, but it really spans everything. We have things wow. for people interested in STEM. We have things for people interested in history it really covers such a, a wide range. And we find and discover new things all the time that maybe weren't um, recorded or written down. And you look in a corner and you think, oh, what's that? And you find something new. So we're always finding and discovering new things. So there's even archival material in the archives. <laughs> yes, yes, there is yet to be uncovered. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, Oh, shoot. You made me think of something and now I've forgotten it. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's all right. I should have jotted it down. <laughs> so just last week, we had the Mission Book Club closing and Dr. David Borgmeyer spoke about um, the history of Russia, the Russian Federation. Oh. And what came over with him were some of the contraband posters that are really terribly offensive, (laughs) but important works of propaganda that Russia put together that were anti-religious in just about every possible way, but fascinating that those are still in our archives and that we can access those. And they were kind of hidden away, he said. Yeah, there. So those are um, in our rare book collection, um, which is a wonderful collection as well. We use that for teaching quite a lot. Um, our rare book librarian Jenny Lowe handles that collection, and um, but there, it's amazing to see things like propaganda. Po- you know, even um, we I, we use it all the time for teaching. There's these posters from World War One to have people go off and fight in the war. And it's really showing, okay, we're, you know, we're going to go fight in the war. And and you realize, you think to yourself, well, there's so many human tolls to that. And, you know, so it's, you see it in all kinds of things related to religion and politics. And um, it's, it's, it's interesting to see how um, honest, you know, these posters are are sometimes not so honest. It's, it's interesting to analyze them. Yeah. And and then think about the influence they had on history, on society, on so many things. And you think about, well, what 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 is our propaganda now that we're going to look back in 50 years with new eyes and say, ooh, you know. Exactly. We know it's happening. It's just, it'll be interesting to see. Yes. Yeah, you wish you could get a look down into the future to see that now. So you have a better sense of, we'd have a better sense of what is influencing us in what way. Yes. And yeah. I, I mean, just from a personal level, from an archives level, we do try to think that way in terms of, well, if we, if I make this decision right now in 50 years, are people going to understand a, why I made that decision and B what they're even looking at? Um, right. You know, we have students all the time, you know, trying to explain to them, well, this is how, you know, photography worked because they are, you know, our students our undergraduate students, especially were now born in the two thousands and may never have had a time where they were using film. Right. You know, so, so there's so many things that you think about. They're so obvious to us or just every day to us. And in, you know, 20 years, 50 years, you, you don't know if that'll be the case. Absolutely correct. Oh, wow. And that's called, I believe in some circles, that's called the generation gap. 
Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> it, it, it makes me feel very old when I when I sometimes when I talk to our students, and I think, oh, no, how am I supposed to explain this? Right. You know, right. I just had a conversation this morning. I was doing uh, a little thing on the spiritual exercises on South Campus and <laughs> the comment was made. I shall not identify its source, but the comment was made. Oh yeah, we're using oldies rock from the nineties. Like, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not what that is. <laughs> That's not oldies rock. <laughs> That's so funny. Pretty funny. All right. So, what in your experience at SLU in the archives has been uh, particularly inspiring, or motivating, or surprising, or energizing? Anything? Give it. Give us just a little snippet here or there. Yeah, it's am it's amazing to work at SLU because there's so much inspiration from what's happening on campus, and um, you know whether it's our wonderful soccer teams, our women's soccer team, our men's soccer teams, you know, extending their seasons and going to you know, tournaments, um, thinking about notable people in SLU's history, um, feeling, you know, in considering some of the injustices and failures that have happened at the university. I, it's exciting and inspiring to think about telling the story of SLU um, in, in these like, you know, responsible and interesting and informative ways. Um, we, it's nice in my position to really see, we talk about history as a cycle and, you know, we were just talking about, you know, what will it look like in a few years? You know, there's so many places where we get to see that happening in the work that I get to do. So um, that's always exciting. I think the most exciting part of my job and the thing I look forward to every day is finding ways we can connect our community, whether it's our current students or our alumni or people who are, you know, coming to research here and have no relationship to SLU to kind of get a deeper understanding of where we are and where we're situated. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think we all think about every day that we're, you know, like I'm part of SLU. We're all, we're all part of SLU. We're all creating SLU's history together. I don't think we always think that way. So um, yeah, that's the most exciting thing to me is to think about our history as being ours, first of all, and us being part of it. And that that history isn't stagnant. We can make it what what we want it to be and we can represent it the way that we need to. Yeah, uh, I'm really inspired by that. Yeah, that's a, that's something I would never have thought about it that way. But uh, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, no, it's it's funny, you know, you, you I, I always start my if I'm giving a guest lecture to a class and I always say, you know, this is our history. If, if you can add to it, bring me your photos, bring me, you know, your posters. If you have an event, if, you know, your parents attended SLU and, and you have their photographs, I, I want them, you know, um, and it's it's great to see students and our alumni and everyone connect to um, connect to that shared yeah. history. Yeah. Well, and what I love about that, as you're talking, I'm seeing SLU's history, not just as a past event, but as an ongoing event. And I've never thought about it that way before. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. I think we think of history as being sort of, sort of stuffy and stagnant. And this is, this is history. Mm -hmm. And first of all, the way we look at history, I mean, we could talk about the same historical event 10 years differently and see completely different things. So we know history is not stagnant. And then when you think about, well, I'm making decisions every day and every email I make, that's part of SLU and every, you know, and I think that sounds kind of worrying sometimes, but, but it's true. It's, we are, we are, we are creating what right. will then be SLU's history. So how are we doing that? 
right? And, and what, are, what are the values that we have? How, what is our shared, you know, what are our shared vision of, of what that should be? Perfect segue into my mission oh, question, of course, okay. which is how then do you see the work you do in the day in and day out as being either connected to or expressive of SLU's mission? So one of the, it's a, that's a tough question to answer because right. there's so many ways you can take it. Um, I think part of the pursuit of truth that we talk about is, is being part of our mission is taking a hard look at our history and, and seeing, first of all, where have we excelled? What are the things that we've done great at? And that's always the easy thing to, to do because there's so many ways that we excel. Um, but then there's also where have we failed and what are we leaving behind as our, as our history? Um, so I see my my role as being very tied up in that in providing the material that says, well, this is what we've done well and this is what we haven't done well. But um, I really see us living out the SLU mission in our work in the archives with our, with our users. Um, something that really surprised me in doing the work that I do is how personal research is for our users. Um, it might be because it's a great personal interest. Like if it's someone's doing a genealogy project, you know, it's very personal, of course. Um, but also people come in and they're um, scared or they're nervous or they've never done this kind of research before. Um, we operate as a closed reading room. So you have to make an appointment and you can't go browse the stacks like somewhere else in the rest of the library. So it, it feels like a very kind of locked down environment. And um, I take a lot of... Uh, pride and a lot of excitement in making our users feel really confident and less anxious in doing that research and capable of living out their role as a student or as a researcher or as a faculty member. So that's one way that I get to live out what I think about as my vocation, um, you know, seeing what people need and, and seeing how people are feeling and addressing those needs. But, um, you know, it, it's it's a really fulfilling thing to do and also a fulfilling thing to, to do to see how SLU has lived out our mission over time and representing that to people and right. letting people be a part of that. Right. I love how you've connected that mission to the pursuit of truth, because that can be um, a little bit sticky sometimes when we think about, well, who's truth? <laughs> yeah. Right. And and that's one of those things of, I mean, there's so many there's so many places and I see it in our historic record where people assume it's in something is in an archives and it's, it must be true. It's, it's, it's written down. It's been here. It's been saved. And we know that that's not true. You right. know, people, people think of themselves sometimes very highly or not so highly. Maybe they're too humble and they're not representing what they're doing well, right. or maybe their experience isn't represented at all. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so we know that we don't have uh, the full truth in our in our historic record. And how do we pursue that? And how do we it's uh, to me, it's one of those things. It's a goal. We try to get there and we analyze how we're doing all the time. Yeah. Always arriving, never arrived. I just oh, use that expression. Yeah, that's that's a great way of thinking about it. And it's a great way of thinking about life, too, because, you know, we're, we're never fully there. We're, we're always trying to get there. That's right. That's right. Okay. So um, given the fact that the audience for this podcast is mostly faculty and staff here at SLU, 
what would be a couple things or one thing that you would want to make sure they hear if they're listening? Ooh. So one thing that I would say is I sometimes think that people don't think that they can use our university archives because uh, they might not have, you know, someone might be saying, oh, well, I don't have a research project to do. Um, so I don't really get to use this. And that's not true at all. Um, people are always welcome to email or call the archives and stop by. And we're always happy to show people things that they're interested in for any reason. Um I think that we certainly want to hear from our faculty and our staff about how, you know, how we can help them and support them. Um, we have a very large collection of things like photographs and letters and documents that are great to represent all sorts of aspects of not only SLU's history, but Missouri history, Catholic history, our national history. We, we can, um, if we can't cover it, we know people we can connect you to. Uh, so that's something we take very seriously to do as well. That's great. What do you wish people would do differently? And I'm not saying that in a critical sense. I just like, do you wish that more folks would, would show up? Do you wish that more folks would ask? Do you wish that more folks would publicize? What, what exactly? Um, I think that one of the things that happens uh, a lot is that people don't necessarily value the material that they're producing as valuable. So um, if you are publishing, you know, actively publishing, you can put your th things in the, in the archives or you can contribute photographs that you take or, you know, okay. anything from your time at SLU that's valuable. And it's not just, you know, I'd love to get things out of people's, you know, bottom desk drawers, you know. Um, so that's something I wish people did differently. But I also wish that people um, contacted us more. You know, we, we hear from people all over the university all the time. Um, but I also hear from other people this idea of, oh, well, you know, if, if I had known, I would have. And, you know, I, I wish people reached out before um, rather than saying, oh, I bet you didn't have something. No, no, we, we might, we might yeah. definitely always ask. Um, you know, we, we always love hearing from, from people throughout the university. Okay. So that would be caitlin.stam at yep. slu.edu. Yeah. Or, or just archives at slu.edu if that's easier. Even better. Uh, yeah. Archives at slu.edu. Wow. Okay. So what else needs to be said? Is there anything, any, any holes that we've had or gaps that need to be filled? Oh, gosh. Um, or multiple. I, I mean, we have so many wonderful hidden treasures. We have so many wonderful things in our collections, and I'm happy to always talk about all of them. Um, um, something that I will say before we leave is that uh, SLU's history is full of things that are full of interesting people like our we're interested, you know, our camp, current campus is full of interesting people. I was just looking at um, these letters from students in the 1840s when there was cholera and they were, they wrote in French, they wrote this very intense letter begging the president of the university to let them smoke cigars oh. because that was the only thing that was going to protect them from cholera. Oh my goodness. Exactly. See, so it's, you know, these goofy students, you know, we have them now, we've had them always. Um, <laughs> so we have so many amazing things that are funny or offbeat or, you know, um, and I just really encourage people to, first of all, see themselves in them, in those materials and, and, but also feel like, you know, 
come by, come by and see what we've got. We've got lots of stuff and um, we're always happy to show it off and always happy to help people find ways to, to use them in their classes and their research, just in their personal life. That's amazing. So how do you even come upon these things? Because I'm imagining the archives are vast. Yeah, we have material over multiple rooms in multiple buildings. So we are uh, all over this campus, um, South Campus, North Campus, Off Campus. So um, it's a lot of material and the way of describing material has changed vastly over, you know, the two centuries of SLU's history. So sometimes things are not really recorded well, and sometimes things are recorded very well. And so it's sometimes you're looking for one thing and you think, oh, what's that? And you realize, oh, I, you know, I didn't realize this was here. So um, sometimes things are described, but you notice something different than the person who described it 60 years ago or, you know, mm. 10 years ago or five years ago. So yeah. it's, it's interesting to go through it and, and see what we have and, um, I'm always interested to see what our what our researchers are taken by because sometimes they notice things that I I certainly wouldn't notice. So um, every day it's it's great. It's like every day is a little bit different and there's different discoveries to be made. It's it's an exciting field to have, you know, an exciting field to work in, an exciting job to to be able to do. Oh my gosh, that's that's fun, very fun. It is fun. It is fun. We have so many beautiful things, so many interesting things, and it's. I got into this career. Um, I always knew I wanted to do it because I always wanted to be the person who got to decide what went in the museum case. I remember being a kid and trying to get too close in the museum case. So um, it's fun to be able to do that and and think about, well, what do people want to see and what do people want to learn about? So it's a, it's a great job and um, our archives is a great place. Well, it certainly seems like a win-win because Lou is lucky to have someone like you who does love it so much and can have a sense of not just how it was used in the past, but how it might be relevant in the present. And yes. Oh, it's so nice. <laughs> it's, it's nice, you know, and I'm sure, I, I'm sure you feel the same way about your job because you, you do so many things and are so, um, work on so many things all over, our, you know, our campuses. And it's exciting to be able to think creatively about yeah. you know, the way that we, the way that we do our jobs and, the ways that we reach new people on our campus. Yes. And in that sense, I think the archives and the mission are identical in that there is a, um, what's the right word for it? There is a stability to them and they are always evolving. And they change according to the human element that is brought to the table. Yes, it's always changing, always evolving, and it's um, it's, it's it makes things exciting. Definitely, agreed. Agreed. So who knew that we were kind of doing the same job? Just in different- I know, right? There we go. <laughs> same job, different roles. That's right. But I'm sure there's so many people on our campus who are doing the same thing and and see their job in the same way. Exactly. All right. Well, let's wrap this up a little bit. Is okay. anything else? This has been kind of fun. Yeah, no, I've had a great time. Um, yeah, no, feel free to stop by the archives, visit us, email us at archives at slu.edu and um, let us know how we can, we can serve you. We see ourselves as serving our campus and serving the members of our campus. And we're always happy to hear from, hear from our faculty and our staff. Yeah. And that's a shout out to everybody. So oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. 
So thank you, Caitlin, so much for your time, for your, uh, for the research that you did for this. I appreciate that. Um, oh, sure. And for just being here. Oh, thanks so much for having me. And I hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving, a great end to the semester. I know this has been a tough semester and it's been, it's been a kind of a grueling semester, I think for everyone. So it's, um, I hope everyone has a uh, very happy Thanksgiving, restful holiday and come visit us. All right. Sounds good. All right. All right let me pause this. Hold on. <laughs>